All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Laura, I was making fun of Leap Day a little bit. Yeah? Just more the frenzy about it, you know? Like, uh, everything that's special has to be marketed. So it's all these discounts, 20, 29% off. Today, Patrick, one of our sales managers, said that he would offer 29% off a new ad campaign on Drive Time with DeRussia. Cool. Did anybody sign up? I don't know. If I mean, you guys still have... (laughs) <laughs> seven hours left to claim this offer. That would be pretty great. Right? We love a new advertiser. Yeah. Now, I will not be discounting my rate, seven, 29%. No skin off your nose. No, right? but if the station wants to give somebody a 30% discount, why not? Yep. Well, they wouldn't, 29%. One texture says, I love Leap Day. It's rare, Yeah. therefore precious. Yes. Mystical and astronomical. Mm. Ooh, I like that. Don't squander Leap Day. No, do not. It is special. Is it? I think so, yeah. We just made it up, right, just to balance the calendar. That's all. But the fact that it doesn't happen all that often, and it's just kind of weird, and especially for people with birthdays on this Would you be miffed if you were born on Leap Day? No, I, I think I would kind of like that. It just because it makes silly. you special. It is silly. It it's a good story. Special. It's a good story. You get yeah. to do the math, and yeah, it would just be fun. I know somebody with a birthday today. Oh, really? Yes, Who? Scott O'Malley, a dad friend um, from one of nice. Charlie's friends from middle school. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. Yeah. I, do, I do think, like, if you have a Leap Day birthday, you really have to do it up when Leap Day oh, comes yes. around, right? Right. Four years worth of partying in one day. Tooth Fairy is affected by inflation. Did you see this today? Isn't, the- don't we have a Tooth Fairy inflation story every year? Well, usually it's in the upward, you know, the 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 payout is going up, 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 yeah. up, up for the first time. Oh, okay. I hear what you're saying. Yes. Inflation is so bad that even the tooth fairy is tightening her belt. Does she wear a belt? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't not know. Probably not. With a little no. tutu. <laughs> uh, for the first time in five years. The Tooth Fairy Index, which is one of the smartest PR things that Delta Mm. Dental has ever done. Okay. They have tracked Tooth Fairy trends for 26 years. That's important. (laughs) You know what the Tooth Fairy Index always does to me? It just makes me mad that parents are spending, that the Tooth Fairy is spending this much money. (laughs) It's crazy. So the average payout is $5.84. Now, per tooth. per tooth. So you have to take that and say, like, you know, no one's paying $5.84. No. But what this means is, like, normal parents are paying $1 mm-hmm. and lunatics are paying 20 or 10 <laughs> yes. right? Because that's how it works. No one is really paying five. That's where this average payout is a farce. Yes. Because tooth fairy, you're either a normal parent or you're a nut job. Yeah. Right? Are right. people paying in between? Are people like, well, this I got 84 cents in my pocket? I don't think so. <laughs> Let me check the Tooth Fairy Index and see what the going <laughs> rate is this well, year. Well, I did check. Like, when our kids were little, 
So what? You did? Yeah. You checked a tooth fairy index? <laughs> did you really? Yes. Like you looked to see. Because I wanted to know what the going oh rate God. was. What is wrong with that? Oh, my God. But the going rate back in 2005 was under $2. And you're like, yes. That, to me, like that seems normal. <sighs> like we, uh, I think we did a dollar. The first tooth was like a, well, I had saved, I think I've talked about this before. I saved from my childhood, like the silver dollar, not the tooth. (laughs) I think my wife's mother kept her teeth, her baby teeth. (laughs) I I hope I'm remembering this right. And actually, I don't really care. Like, does it matter if it's true or not? I have this image that my mother-in-law gave Alyssa her teeth. How do they hold up after all those years? Seriously. I mean, do they turn green? Do they crumble? Do they? (laughs) This is one of those stories where, like, I've told this story so often that I've never really. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's true. We did not save our children's teeth. No, nor did we. But I did say from my childhood, like I used to get $2 bills or uh, like a Susan B. Anthony silver dollar. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I'm like, man. You are rolling in it. Well, yeah. And I thought my kids would think it was so cool. Like I saved this from my childhood. Yeah. I still have the little red metal lockbox, you know, Absolutely insecure safe that I had as a child. Of Tooth Fairy money. Of Tooth Fairy money. Okay. I have my original Class C FCC radio engineer license. I think I have that too, yes. <laughs> that I keep yep. in there. I think I have like the receipt for my engagement ring. <laughs> the special I don't box. know like what. <laughs> yeah. And I have the $2. Oh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have in your weird special box to save? 651 461 9226. But my kids did not give a crap. Like they were yeah. not impressed with the $2 bill. No. The silver dollar. Mm-mm. What are you going to do with that these days? Right. But back in 2005, the, the average payout was two bucks. Now I know inflation happens. But does inflation have to happen for the tooth fairy? Only for crazy parents who are, like, giving 10 or 20 bucks. It's crazy. Speaking of inflation, I'm I'm a little miffed about the reporting of this story of what the CEO of Kellogg said mm. about cereal. Now, look, I'm a General Mills guy. I'm a company town guy, mm-hmm. right? Kellogg, your Frosted Flakes. I'm not interested. Give me General Mills or give me Post. Okay. Although I do like Crispix. This is really good. But I I will, you know, I'm here to support the hometown. The CEO of Kellogg, in an interview with CNBC, said cereal for dinner is something that is probably more on trend now, and we would expect that to continue as the consumer is under pressure. If you think about the cost of cereal for a family versus what they might otherwise do, that's going to be much more affordable. The way this has been reported is as follows. Kellogg's CEO, let them eat cereal. Oh. So it's sort of being reported like he's telling people like, hey, if you're struggling, suck it up. Have a bowl of cereal. Yep. 
Like he's up in his ivory tower. Correct. Yeah. That's not good. That's, that's, it, that's. And um, people want to believe that. They want to believe like the CEO fat cat is the worst. Yeah. But like the dude runs a cereal company. Is it really a crime to say like, hey, if you're trying to save some money, why not? Introduce cereal for dinner one day a week. I hear what you're saying, but I don't like that headline. Yeah. The, the headline just makes it sound... Um, it makes it sound like he's a monster. Like he's the king. Like he, and he's yeah. the king. Yes. I'm having my steak, now but you, you plebes can have your that's cereal. That's right. That's but what that's I don't like. not what he was saying. Then it was reported inaccurately, yes. or the headline writer got that, it wrong. That's right. Yeah. Because they know it's like... Oh, the people are going to love this. Oh, yeah. They're going to share this. They're going to freak out, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's, you know, it is annoying. Like, I te- I feel like I defend the media a lot because I, you know, spent 20 years as a reporter. And now that I'm not a reporter, you look at some of this stuff and you're like, man, yeah, you know, I sort of, you kind of get why people get irritated. Yes. Because you're just going, in that case, it's a pure... Grab for the clay. Of course. And I've seen so many people sharing this story on social media. Wow. And you look around and you're like. Yeah. Is on. that really what we're doing here? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. What can you do? Laura, have a great night. And you too. See you tomorrow. Thank you. I will see you tomorrow. Do you rush our news headlines coming your way in just a minute? I think you guys. I, I'm very curious about your reaction about a Shakopee man who took dead laptops or out-of-service laptops from work. Well, he may be in trouble with the law for what he did with them. Breakfast, the growing business of breakfast, plus Levi's with a new look at denim. D-Rush Hour, coming up next on CCO. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Time for the D-Rush Hour news headlines here on this leap day, February 29th. You know, my brother works in IT, and sometimes in his time, you know, things sort of fall off the truck. Oh, where'd that computer come from? Fell off, well, fell off the truck. Um, Star Tribune reporting on a Shakopee man who took uh, perhaps thousands of out-of-service laptops from his job. I'm sure when he brought them home, he was like, ah, it just, you know, fell off a truck. Uh, They belong to Cargill, and he sold them on eBay. (laughs) This dude worked for Cargill for more than 30 years. His last gig was as a dock supervisor, and as luck would have it, Cargill stores laptops it is no longer using at the dock. A recycling company comes and picks them up and sells them for a profit. But, and Cargill gets a chunk of that money. But, you know, Cargill's a big company. They probably put 
a crap ton of laptops out of service. And this guy thought he'd skim a few off the top, have a couple fall off a truck. What's the big deal? Police say the man confessed to selling hundreds on eBay. An online check Thursday found laptops of all sorts of brands under his eBay account at prices as high as $280. And police say on his eBay account, there were more than 3,000 prior listings and sales. That's a lot of laptops falling off the truck. Photos and descriptions confirmed to police that those laptops were the Cargill This guy had a pretty good scam running for a while. Breakfast is hot, and Hope Breakfast Bar is growing big time. Oh, it's sizzling hot. It's sizzling hot. How hot is it, Dan Cook? Sizzling. Minneapolis. St. Paul Business Journal reported that the chef and owner, Brian Ingram, could more than double Hope Breakfast Bar's presence around the metro this year. He's continued expansion plans. On the horizon, he announced that he's trying to hire uh, for four different spots that will open in Minnesota this year. So he's looking for general managers and all of this. So he's got a site in Woodbury that's a former famous Dave's near 494 and Valley Creek Road. Edina opening up in Centennial Lakes Park in the strip mall right there on France Avenue. Uh, And they turn these around pretty quickly. I was shocked at the sales growth. You're like, all right. Like Hope Breakfast Bar, man. Like it's it's good stuff. It's cool. They're in Egan and St. Paul. And in twenty nineteen, they had twelve employees, about seven hundred thousand dollars in sales. Ingram told the Business Journal that they had twenty million dollars in sales in twenty twenty three, almost three hundred employees. So where next? Eden Prairie, Roseville, Blaine, Wyzetta. Maybe uh, Maple Grove denied a development that incru- included Hope Breakfast Bar. Pretty interesting stuff. So a great story there. Levi's wants you to rethink how you think about denim. New York Times. Was that? That sounded like zipping. Play that again. That's a, it sounds like a tent. Are we zipping a tent or are we zipping up a pair of 501? Do you know what denim was initially invented to to be? No. Mr. Levi, the guy uh-huh. who started. Mr. Strauss. It was. Levi it was, Strauss. It was tent material. Really? Yes. That was what Denim's original purpose was, was to be tent material. Is this true? 100% true. Are you sure? I'm as sure as I can be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there you the, the, go. Oh, uh, oh, oh, it's true, isn't it? What? A, <laughs> oh. Oh. No, it's not true. It's not uh, maybe it is. Yeah, it is. Are you sure? I, I'm I, like. I feel like you're sixty-seven percent sure. Like you're combining. I mean, Levi's made denim. They made fabric. Yeah, the fabric was initially intended to be used as tent. Material. And he made it as made it for tents, horse blankets, and wagon covers. There you go. Well, that wasn't the original purpose. That was just like the one of the original things people did with denim. Right. Anyway, they got a new CEO there at the Levi's. You're you're mostly right. Yeah, zip it. Michelle Gass gets profiled in the New York Times. And so Levi's has a bit of a problem if you're trying to grow your company. 
And you got dummies like me that think of denim as essentially just for jeans. Like, you know, Michelle wants you to buy some other stuff because people buy a lot more shirts and tops and, you know, you buy a pair of jeans, a good pair of Levi's will last you. Well, my father is still wearing the same pair he's been wearing for 30 years. I don't know that I recommend that. Uh, People buy more tops. Uh, buy tops more frequently than bottoms. That's what the New York Times reports. So they're trying to turn this 171-year-old clothier into a retailer, not just a brand of denim. Uh, Direct to sales. Oh, you know who sent me a 29% off email today? Levi's. Uh, Pretty interesting. Like last year, revenue was $6 billion. January. The denim company told Wall Street it's planning to increase sales to $9 billion eventually, which I'm also planning on increasing our revenues here at WCCO Radio to $9 billion. When when will I have that done by? TBD. The Philadelphia Phillies are canceling Dollar Dog Night. Dollar Dog Night being canceled. You're like, At Citizens Bank Park, how could they do that? Here we have Dollar Dog Night at Target Field, very popular. A statement from the team, as reported by the Associated Press, is that they made the change because based on the organization's ongoing commitment to provide a positive experience for all fans in attendance, which makes you think like, well, what was going wrong with Dollar Dog Nights? People were fighting in line over the Dollar Dogs. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah. No. Well, part part of it was that. (laughs) It's Philly. Part of it's always going to be that. Armed with projectile frankfurters, some unruly (laughs) Phillies fans began chucking their favorite Hatfield meat during a game last year. The dogs soared like cans of corn throughout the stands and on the field. (laughs) Maybe you need a better hot dog. Don't cancel Dollar Dog Night. An April 11th game last season turned into a Philly food fight. When fans largely good naturedly <laughs> toss their ballpark franks. <laughs> ah, the senior vice president says, Well, it wasn't just the throwing that made us cancel it. It's the concourse, the crowds of everybody being at, the, but obviously, yeah, actually, the throwing was a bit of a tipping point. <laughs> Don't throw your dollar wieners. Just a life lesson. Right there. Do not throw your dollar dogs. That's what, this is why we can't have nice things, Philly fans. How crazy. They're replacing it with like a BOGO thing or something. That's the D-Rush Hour News headlines at 531. When we take a break, man, this is a topic that I have been thinking about because especially in a social media era, when you see new parents, As soon as they have a baby, they post on social media, I could not be more in love. I've never known love like this. This is posted within like 36 hours of the birth of that baby. Bradley Cooper says it took him eight months before he felt love towards his child. And I think Bradley Cooper is right. We'll talk about it next here on CCO. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.